Welcome to the Business Journey for Teens podcast. I'm your host, Imuna Zakowski. This is the podcast where successful professionals give career advice to ambitious teens, just like you and me. Welcome to the Business Journeys for Teens podcast. I'm your host, Imuna Zakowski, and today I'm interviewing Joel Weinberger. Joel is a security engineering manager at Snapchat. After completing his doctoral dissertation in computer science at UC Berkeley, Joel worked at Google on the Chrome security team, working on the web standards for security. At Snapchat, Joel manages part of the application security team, helping to ensure Snap's developers are able to easily build and deliver secure software to their users. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Muna? I'm really good. I'm super excited to learn about your job. I use Snapchat all the time, and I'm sure most of our listeners do daily too. So I just read a bio on your career, but can you please explain to us what that actually means and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, like you said, I'm a security engineering manager at Snapchat. That's a really fancy way of saying that I manage a team of uh, software engineers or programmers who focus on security. Uh, and ultimately, our goal as a team is to help keep our users safe um, and make sure that they can keep their data private and hackers can't get at their data. And uh, we help developers, the other software developers, the other engineers at Snapchat, uh, to write secure code so that their code doesn't have security vulnerabilities or security bugs. What's the average starting salary for a computer software engineer? Well, you know, it, it, it's a it's very, very, it's a very, very wide range. Um, and so I don't know what the actual numbers are, but when you look at companies like, um, you know, Google or Snap, it's in the $120,000 range for salary. Um, and, uh, you know, often that comes with a lot of other benefits like stock units and things like that, which can be very valuable as well. There are actually some, for, for computer science and, and software engineering and programming in general, there's some really useful websites to help you figure that out. Um, so websites like Glassdoor uh, or levels.fyi are really good and really accurate for a lot of that kind of information too. And how much can someone expect to be making after about 10 years of experience? Because I'm sure like it goes up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, again, it, 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 uh, it's high variance, but in a lot of the top companies, it can be several hundred thousand dollars. Um, the tricky thing is that as you uh, go up in levels at these companies, your salary grows and it can grow substantially, but actually your stock grows a lot more. So it's really a lot of your compensation ends up being in stock that the company will grant you. Interesting. So I heard that working at Google is amazing. And I've actually been to one of the main offices in LA. But can you tell us what it's like working there? Because I, I saw and I heard there's like a lot of fun things that most offices. <laughs> yeah, my office and I used to work in the San Francisco office. The main offices are in Mountain View, uh, California, which I went to pretty regularly, but I worked full time in the San Francisco office. Um, we for for my first several years, we had like a slide in the office, which was really fun. So you could take it from several <laughs> floors down uh, the office. Um, but there are, you know, Google and a lot of the big tech companies, uh, Google being sort of the, the archetype of it, uh, have a lot of great perks. So um, there's really great food. Uh, they offer free food to all the employees. Um, I was always a big fan of the breakfast. The breakfasts were always really excellent. They had like really great waffles and omelets and homemade pastries and that kind of stuff. You know, kind of, kind of stuff to get you to come into the office early, get you to stay late kind of stuff. Um, but a lot of the I mean, that's all really great. A lot of the fun things about um, a company like Google uh, or Snapchat is, well, Google even more so is that Google is so big um, that there's so much going on at the company. And it's always fun to see what uh, crazy projects other people are working on. And it's a great opportunity. So if you want to work on something 
just totally out there and wacky. There's probably some team out there doing that and you can have that opportunity to go work on that full-time or part-time. Um, Snapchat is very similar, except that we're a lot smaller. Uh, I, I forget what the exact numbers are these days, but Google is, you know, uh, I think it's like a hundred thousand person company now and, and Snapchat's more like a 5,000 person company. So we have a lot of fun stuff, but it, we, we are a little bit more focused than, than Google. And one of my other favorite things about uh, Google, um, just because it's so big, is that there were so many international offices. It was always really fun to travel and see different countries and visit other teams and other offices. I've gotten to do that a little bit for Snapchat as well. But again, we're a smaller company, so uh, don't have quite as many offices. Yeah. Do you travel a lot or just around the different offices? It was you know, mainly for offices, for people that you when you work with people in other offices. Um uh, at Google, I did travel quite a bit, both because um, I worked on the Chrome team, which had offices all around the world. And I particularly worked with people in uh, Germany uh, and Australia. So I went to them fairly often. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, it was really fun. But also, you know, I went to Japan for work. Um, uh, I went to London pretty regularly. It was really fun. Uh, Snapchat, uh, I mean, the first trick is that we haven't done a lot of traveling in the last two and a half years for obvious COVID-related reasons. Uh, but before that, I did a little bit of traveling. I, I, I went around California and, and um, the West Coast, our offices there. And I actually ended up going to before the war, obviously, the to the Ukraine, uh, where we had a big presence. Uh, unfortunately, our we've had to take a lot of we've taken all of our employees out of Ukraine because of the the war going on there. Uh, but it was a really vibrant office, great community out there. And um, sad, I'm not going to get an opportunity to visit again anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so you've worked at some of the biggest tech companies in the world. How do you think it would be different to work for a smaller company? So obviously, we just talked about the actual building like the actual job? Uh, so, I mean, well, I, I didn't mention my bio because it wasn't a successful startup, but I did actually uh, co-found a startup um, that didn't last very long. So I can give you sort of the perspective of a startup versus a bigger company. I never worked at a, uh, for lack of a better term, sort of a medium-sized or small company. But, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, there's good and bad things about being in a small company versus a big company. Um and, and in some cases, it's just different. It depends on what you're looking for. So when you work in a small company, you often, especially in tech, you tend to do a lot of different types of work. So even if you specialize in an area, just by the nature of the fact there aren't a lot of people there, you tend to have to do a lot of different kinds of roles. You know, you're often setting up like very, you're setting up things, you're setting up basic infrastructure for the company and getting sort of basic things moving. Well, when you start to move into bigger companies, certainly, certainly like a Google, but even at a Snapchat, uh, you, you tend to specialize a lot more. So you have... Um, uh, you know, in, in my case, I'm a security engineer, so I tend to focus on uh, the security of our products. Um, but even if you're a software engineer, sort of a software engineering generalist, you'll, you'll end up having a, a role where you focus on a specific part of the product or a specific part of the company's infrastructure. And you're not going to be doing sort of um, setting up computers or setting up machines or anything like that, right? You're going to be writing software for a very specific part. So that's one really uh, big difference. The other big difference is, uh, you know, the number of people you get to know, right? If you're a small company, you, you pretty much know everybody and uh, you can, um, uh, you, you have a good idea of what everybody's up to and, and what's going on there. You tend to get to know everybody, which by the same token, you got to, hopefully you'll, you'd like everybody at the company because you, you'll have to work with everybody on a daily basis. But at a company like Snapchat, um, you know, even when I started at Snapchat, we were about a, a quarter or a third of the size. We were, I think, 2000 employees when I started and we're about five or 6,000 now. Um, I, I knew... I knew a lot of the engineering people at Snapchat when I started because we were a couple hundred people. And uh, even over time, that, that that's disappeared. And so these days, um, 
you know, I know just a small fraction of the engineers at Snapchat um, and uh, I have a good idea of what's going on in a lot of different areas, but it always surprises me when we see some new project pop up that I had no idea you know, existed. Um, so, I mean, just as a specific example, like we released a product called Snapchat Plus a couple days ago. Um, and, and I was, I obviously heard that before it was released, but I had no idea that people were working on it until uh, just a couple of weeks before it was released. Cause it was just, you know, that wasn't particularly hidden. It was just um, a, a different team elsewhere that I wasn't aware of. Oh, interesting. I've heard that cybersecurity experts are in really high demand right now because of the threat of hackers. Do you expect this career to be in high demand for a really long time? Yeah, for for the the bad news is I, I do expect security to be in high demand because uh, it's not not going to be a solved problem anytime soon. Um, and of course, the more the more we move into a digital world, the more uh, uh, issues we have to deal with. Um, but you're absolutely right. Uh, there's it's it's always there's a um, high demand for security engineers, and it's always really hard to find uh, people who. Um, really specialize it, especially if you have a specific kind of role, uh, we never can find enough of them. And, you know, some company, a lot of companies will start off not having much of a security team, maybe having no security uh, team at all. But if they grow to a certain size, it's inevitable at some point that they have some set of security issues and end up having to build a security team. And, um, and like I said, I just don't see anytime soon that being sort of a solved problem. So yeah, it's, we're, we're likely to be a highly needed specialty for a long time to come. Yeah, that makes sense. What type of person do you think would do well in this career? So, for example, someone who's more into math and problem solving versus like literature. Uh, so I guess there's two parts to that. One is looking at it from like a software engineering perspective, because I sort of alluded in the beginning to the fact that in some ways security engineering is at least the kind of the kind of security engineering we do is in many ways software engineering with a specialty uh, in security. So talking about software engineering at first. Um, the way I always described it is like, I don't, I mean, I, I was into computers as a kid, but the way I actually described it is that I was really into Lego and I loved Lego. And one of the fun things about software engineering and, and computer programming and all that kind of stuff is you get to build things. It's a surprisingly creative enterprise where you, you get to build things from the ground up. And there's this same satisfying feeling that you get from, from completing that Lego project that you've been working on. I often get that same feeling when I've built some software and I've tested it and it works and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I say that often the people who, who like uh, software engineering, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's a, a literature versus uh, a science thing or anything like that. In fact, I was a computer science major in college, but I was also a history major. I'm a you know, big, big wow. time history buff. And, um, and I, that's a totally viable option. Um, it's the kind of people who like solving problems and like building things. Um, and you can deal with some of the frustrations that come with it because it's not sort of obvious at first, but there's a lot of frustration in building software, debugging software, finding, finding bugs in your software and trying to identify the bugs is very difficult. Uh, so you have to have a lot of patience. Um, Many people who are good at math end up being good at programming because there is a lot of overlap, but it by no means is a necessity. Um, and I know lots of people who are not particularly great at math, but end up really enjoying uh, software engineering and, and they have some overlap, but they're not at all um, the same thing. So, uh, you know, the only way to really find out is to uh, give it a try. I started doing some programming in high school and found out that I really liked it a lot. Didn't know I wanted to do it as a career until college, but, um, you know, just giving it a try. If you have courses at your school. That's obviously a great place to give it a shot, but there's also lots of online places you can try it out and seeing if it's something that you're interested in and enjoy. Um, but I highly recommend 
finding out if you enjoy it first, because uh, otherwise it can be a very frustrating experience if you if you not if you don't sort of enjoy the details of it. Yeah, I'm sure. What should teens or college students be doing now to get into this career? <laughs> so in high school, you know, from a high school perspective, I just sort of mentioned, but um, if you can take courses in high school, it's a great way to find out if you'd like it. Um, you know, just whether you enjoy the basic, the basics of it, um, if it sort of clicks for you and all that kind of stuff. But there's also online courses. There's, I mean, I'm not even going to try to list them. There's so many uh, good online courses for uh, giving programming a try. And of course, one of the great things about this career uh, is that it's something you can totally do at home. I mean, you can learn the basics at home at the very least. Um, all you need is, you know, a computer of some sort. And almost any computer will do these days. There's various ways to set it up, whether you're on uh, Mac, PC, or, or Chromebook or Linux or whatever. Um, and so that's the first thing is just sort of giving it a try, finding out if you like it. Um, th there's sort of two after high school. I mean, there are people who start a career in high school. They find ways of getting like a, you know, they, they start building websites and they find customers that way. And that's a great opportunity, not necessarily for everybody. Uh, cause that requires uh, a bit of entrepreneurship, which somebody like you Amuna, would I'm sure be great at, but not, you know, that's not necessarily my particular specialty. Um, and so the next option is after college or sorry, after high school, you know, if you go to college, um, obviously being a computer science major is sort of the most obvious opening and is a great way to approach it. You learn sort of a lot of fundamentals of computer science, both the practice of writing code, but also theory, which I personally really enjoy. And although that's more on the math side of things, um, if you don't go to college or if you go to college, but you want to be a uh, an art history major and you want nothing to do with computer sciences courses in, in college, that's also fine. There's lots of other opportunities these days. There's lots of things called like coding boot camps that are, are really excellent. Um, they're sort of uh, intense. They're really intense. They vary in length, but you know, somewhere between six weeks to three months, really intensive uh, camps for learning how to program and code. Uh, and, the, and some of them have really, really good placement uh, into top companies in engineering like Google, like Facebook and those kinds of places. Um, so those are worth uh, looking at as well. Did you have any jobs in high school or college that you think gave you skills that are very useful for your job today? Yeah, I mean, so in college, I did uh, several internships, which definitely helped me and led me into you know my, my job today. So early on, I, I kind of thought maybe I wanted to go into research, which separate topic. That's why I ended up doing a, a, a PhD because um, I thought I wanted to be a professor. And so initially I did some research in college with a professor at my college. But then after that, I started doing, uh, I did some some internships at, at software companies. So I did an internship, for example, at a company called VMware, um, which is sort of a medium-sized company that uh, writes some really cool software for running Windows inside of a Mac, for example. Um, and that was a great way to both get experience, but also to sort of reinforce that I really liked the day-to-day -day life of being a software engineer, um, and I really enjoyed it. Then when I was in grad school, again, I did I did some other internships. I um, interned at Microsoft Research, for example, um, where I did some really fun research related to my uh, dissertation work. Um, and these were all really good experiences. And, and one of the cool things about computer science is that these internships give you both good hands-on experience to understand if you help you understand if you like the job, um, but it also helps you see what the companies actually are like from the inside. Um, and you get to do real work. Um, and so we're really lucky in this space to get those kinds of jobs. To use some stereotypes here, it's like not like you're going to fetch coffee for your boss or anything like that. You're doing real hands-on experience. So at Snapchat, for example, we have college interns that come in all the time and they do 
real projects that really ship into Snapchat eventually. Um, and it's real work. And they're there for three months and they get really good stuff done. And hopefully they have a good experience in the process. They get to enjoy uh, the experience. And one of the nice benefits too is, is in, in computer science, your internships almost always pay um, pretty handsomely as well. So they, they are, uh, they're not, it's not like you're working for free. Uh, you you get to uh, make some, some good money while you're doing them. Yeah, we like that. What school did you go to? For undergrad, I went to Brown University in Rhode Island. And then, as you mentioned, I went to uh, UC Berkeley for my PhD. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in New Jersey. I was born in Brooklyn, but moved out when I was two. So I grew up in New Jersey in a town called South Orange. Um, and I went to my high school, Columbia High School, which I loved. It was a great high school. Um, but then, yeah, I went to school in Rhode Island and eventually moved out to California, both both for job, but also for uh for, for family, because my wife's family uh, is all out here. What majors did you take in college? Yeah, I majored in computer science uh, and history as an undergraduate. My PhD was in computer science as well, but I specialized in, I specialized specifically in web security. Um, if you want to get really narrow, uh, that's the thing about PhDs, you get very narrow. So are those the majors you recommend someone should study in school to succeed in your career path? Or is that just what you took? Because I know some people, like my father, for example, he regrets the majors he took. Hmm. Uh, I, I certainly don't regret them. I had a lot of fun. Um, and I think that doing computer science major, if, if, if you're really sure that you want to do computer, if you want to do uh, software engineering, doing a computer science major in college is a very good way to do that. Um, it gives you the very good fundamentals. And it also gives you, I sort of mentioned, um, it gives you a theoretical background in computer science, which frankly, it's hard to get elsewhere. It's hard to get that theoretical background outside of um, college. It's not strictly necessary, but it's really useful to have that theoretical background. It teaches you about the fundamental limits of computer science and uh, the, th- the fundamental underpinnings of computer science. And that can be really useful. Um, but like I also sort of mentioned, one of the nice things about computer science is that there are these other paths in. And so if you aren't sure about it, or if you just, you know, you really, you really want to do that art history degree, um, that's not a problem. There are other paths into computer science and the software engineering it might take you a few extra years. Maybe you start off in a, um, not the, 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 the job, not, maybe not your dream job, but you work your way up to the dream, your dream job. Um, and of course, not everybody, uh, gets to work at Google immediately. Sometimes it takes time and not everybody gets to work at Google, uh, ever because they are a very selective company. Um, but there's lots of great companies. And so, um, there's lots of different paths in. If you could go back and give one piece of advice to your teenage self, what would it be? Um, I, I, you know, I would tell myself uh, to try to stress a little less uh, and to have a little bit more fun. I'm lucky I came from, uh, you know, an upper middle class background I was taken care of. And so I had that luxury and I recognize that not everybody has that luxury. But but in my case, for somebody like me who did have that luxury, um, you know, you don't have to figure out what you want to do in high school, especially if you're going to college, one of the great things about college is it's a time for you to explore, to find out lots of different things. And I would encourage people if they, especially if they end up going to college to try out lots of different courses. Don't lock yourself in from the beginning. Uh, Try lots of different things. See what you enjoy. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. What's your favorite book? Pride and Prejudice. My all-time favorite book. Uh, You just can't beat Jane Austen. Uh, (laughs) I just just adore that book. I read it to my daughter when she was an infant, I'm sure she got nothing out of it. And I look forward to reading it to her when she's older, but I don't know why, but I just always really love that book. I love the plot. I love the, the writing. It's just wonderful. 
Do you have a book you would recommend to teens who are trying to learn more about business and careers? No, I, I don't have a good, I don't have a good one, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I would say the big thing is just making sure that uh, if, if you're interested in a, in a career in software engineering or, um, or security, uh, because it's an area that you can try out, I highly recommend, you know, giving it a try, whether it's through online lessons and then writing code on your own and contributing to maybe even an open source project, which is like a project that lots of people work on publicly, you know, give it a shot. Um, because it's, a, it's, it's, it's an area where you can find out eat pretty easily whether you're actually going to enjoy it. And if you're not going to enjoy it, you know, there's no shame in that. There's no problem in that. Um, but you don't want to like lock yourself into a career that you're not going to like. And so, you know, given that it's an area that you're, you're sort of fortunate enough that you can try it out like that, give it a try. Just see if you enjoy it. Um, and if you do, then and give it your all. There's always demand for more software engineers these days. Uh, and and uh, you'd be, you'll be welcome with open arms into the software engineering world. Okay, thank you so much for sharing your experience and advice about your career as a software engineer. And I know our listeners are really going to enjoy hearing from you. Um, Thanks, Simona. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I really love being on. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Journeys for Teens podcast. If you enjoyed this show, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. See you next time.